I come to you today. I have several messages, thoughts and messages in my mind. And I know that we have to condense it down to one. And I just pray and pray for me that God will give us the right things. I, I really want to talk about this to you. Um, we are in a warfare. Unless, you know, uh, you have the problem even with our families. There's a warfare going on, and it's time for the saints of God to rise to the occasion. We don't need to be the problem. We're not the victim. We need to know that God is for us, and no weapon that's formed against us will prosper. And even though it hurts, even though, you know, I... I, I look at my family. I raised them in church. I love them. I've led them to the Lord, you know, but, but they have to make their own choices. And so they come to that place. And, and I just think about how rampant sin is in the world and how much temptation that there is in the world. And ever since COVID-19, it just seems like we're just lulled. The enemy is just at work, and we are in a warfare like we've never been before. And we need to be built up in the spirit. We need to look at ourselves as warriors, our prayer lives, our, our, our study lives. We need to get our mind focused on the Lord because the, the warfare is rampant. And the world is wicked because perhaps some of it is that we haven't done our job because we're supposed to be the lighthouse in this world. And so I started this message to be, you know, I have a warning, to hear a warning, to be warned today because, you know, uh, hell is close. The same as heaven is close, you know, and when heaven, when heaven bursts forth, then hell's going to be wide open. And we have to be ready for this. You know, we could just live our life accordingly on a daily basis. And Phyllis and I were just talking about that this morning, how we study and we try to get a, a proper message. And the Sunday school lesson, she goes way beyond the lesson. It's just a, an outline, you know. And we do that because there is a burning fire in us that we do the best we can in these last hours for the kingdom and that we impart everything that we have. Well, when we get done, she can do three lessons in the time, you know, but you know, there's not time to do that. And today I have all so much going on in my head that if we were here till noon, I'd still be working on it beyond that. But, you know, you, there's, so there's only so much that we can give to you, so much food that we can throw out to you. But then it's your part to pick up the food and to, 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 to bless it and take it into your heart and your life. If you don't have a study Bible, I adjure you by the word of the living God, get yourself a study Bible. And that, what does that mean? That means it has study notes in it, a Dake, a Thompson, a Schofield. Those are the three main ones. Schofield's very Baptist, but get them. And they'll tell you when you're reading the scripture and take one portion of scripture and then read it throughout the Bible and get the whole message that God wants to give to us today. It's not enough to just know that we're saved uh, from hell, but we have to be deliverers of the word of God. So I come this morning with a warning to say to you, 
It's time to us to rise up and be more mindful ever that this is an hour that we need to intercede and that we need to study the word of God because we're going to need it as energy to fight the warfare that is before us. And this is the word of the Lord to the church this morning. It's First Timothy 6. I, I encourage you to, to, in your devotions to read all of First Timothy 6 this week. But the message that I have, this goes along with the message that I have today. And it says, First Timothy 6, 11 and 12. Thou, O child of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, goodness, faith, love, patience, meekness. These are the things that we are to follow after. And just as we're talking this morning about our families and the things that's going on in our world, we got to have patience. We got to have love. We got to have faith. Fight the good fight of faith. This is where we are, church. Fight the good fight of faith. When this comes against you, you say, oh, this is time to fight the good fight of faith. To stand up, and he also gives us the armor, but I don't have time for that today. But the Christian knows what that armor is, and they can put it on, and they can walk in it, and they cannot be fearful of the fiery darts of the enemy. So I I put this in, it says, fear thou, O man. But I said, fear thou, O child of God. That's the word of the Lord to you today. Flee those things and look to godliness, look to faith. You know, in our scrimmages with our families and those things that go on, our bosses and all those kinds of things that happen in our world today, I fight with everybody I owe. They 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 never get my check on time. It's just a warfare to to not have problems and difficulties. There's no there's no bed of roses for the saint of God. It is a battle today, and I I warn you that the battle is increasing, but. I give you this victorious thought that as the battle increases against you, the power and the anointing of God is for you and it surrounds you. And God, the Father, the Lord, and the Holy Spirit lives in you. And we have an abundance of the power of God available. And yes, we will hurt. And yes, we will cry. And yes, we will have difficulties. But we're we're going to put on the armor of God and we're going to rise up, oh, child of God, Flee those things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love. Those are the things that we should be already working on. And let us rise up and work even harder on these things. And the whole chapter talks about money and it talks about other things. And I don't can't get into all those issues. But if you would read that sixth chapter, get out a study Bible. If you can't afford it, come and see me. I'll put one in your hands. I want the word of God to become more alive than it's ever been in the hearts of the people today. So today's message is to warn us, as I read the scripture, Old Testament mentions here the word of the Lord 24 times. Old Testament, back there, they they were told to hear the word of the Lord 24 times. And yet we're living in a society today that people are not hearing the word of God. They go to church, they give one scripture, they tell you their life history, and it's all, it's not about Jesus. It's better to know about Jesus like Sunday school lesson today has been that way for 40 years it comes up, you know, because it's about Jesus. It's about him. It's not about facility. It's not about pastors. It's not about people. It's about 
the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we're in a scrimmage against the powers of darkness, and we need to rise to the occasion. And I want to warn the church that we cannot just sit idle. We cannot just sit quiet. We have to have a burning compassion in our spirit. We have to be concerned for those people that are on the street begging instead of being nasty and thinking they ought to get a job. We got to pray for them, you know, and I tell you something, if you if you can't give them a buck, then call out the window and say, I'm going to pray for you. What's your name? You know, let's begin to be bold and let's begin to push against the powers of darkness. Twenty four times in the Old Testament when they, you know, when they just. They had God. They could have been good and served God, and God would give them anything. He fed them when they didn't have food. He took them out of bondage. He did everything for them. He could have had everything. They could have had everything in God that they wanted. They heard his voice, and they could have had a communion with him like none other, but they wouldn't hear the word of the Lord. And that's the way we are today. We're the same way. We don't hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I, I Sometimes I hear and I say, if this was a good week, I heard the Lord, I prayed, I did everything that I'm supposed to do. And then the next week comes and there's cares of life and trouble and situations and crisis. And then I find myself at the end of the week saying, oh God, you know, have mercy upon me and help me. And that's what we have to do. We have to know that we fall short and we have to come to him and get help that we can fight the battle because we're in a battle. And it's not just a scrimmage, it's an all-out battle against the things of God. And it's coming down the tube. You think this world can go against the creative power of God and change their their lively bodies? They can do that. What can they do when they, when they gather themselves together and come against the Word of God and say that the Word of God has got uh, b- bad stuff in it because it's killing and, and all of that stuff? When they come against that and they want to take the Bible out of this world... Don't smile at me. I want you to know that this is true, that the the word of God is, 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 there's a warfare against the word of God. There's a warfare of in God we trust. There's a, there's a warfare against the very creative power of God, church. And we have to rise up with a victorious warrior spirit and come against the things of darkness and, and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying because even in the Old Testament, when he says here, he's teaching us. He wants us to learn something. Even though he completed the Old Testament and we live in the New Testament, there still is so much wisdom to be learned in the Old Testament. And I learned that this week as I was studying, it says God is our portion. What does that mean? If you're baking a cake, you have to have every ingredient. And we are one of those ingredients that will cause the kingdom of God to grow. When it says he, we are his portion, that means it's not, he's not whole without us because he desires us. He desires the people of God to serve him with a whole heart. He, he desires us to rise up and fight against the powers of darkness, not fights of, with our mouth and argue with people and fight with people outward. But he wants there to be a spirit of God in us that when we speak softly and quietly 
to them about the things of God that they have an ear to hear and they start hearing what you're saying. And when you see the Spirit of God moving in somebody that you're talking to, especially your family, if you see when you're sharing a testimony with them or you're talking to them, they, they're not serving the Lord and you see a little bit of a movement there, right, get right in there, you know, go right to battle against the powers of the enemy and deliver them. Listen, church, this is the time to rise up. This is not the time to that dormant that the church has been dormant way too long the forces of darkness have grown so much because we have been dormant we must rise to the occasion we must have a warring spirit against the dark the spirit of darkness we are the portion we are the lord's portion you know he desires us to be a part of who he is and so it is so important as born again believers we we need to be be faithful which we are and sincere and understand that eternal life is just ahead of us. Eternal, eternal life is just ahead of us. Are we ready? Are we prepared? You know, get our sins forgiven every day. It's about a sin issue in the body of Christ, too, that, they, that, that we've been lulled in such a sleepful, lazy attitude. And the church world has been lulled into that spiritual, uh, sleepy attitude. And so now they, instead of preaching the word of God and having them fall on their face before God or run the aisles with rejoicing, instead of all that, they have all these plans for them. Appointment here, appointment there, a recreation here, a meeting there, a dinner here. We have all those things that will kind of keep us moving, but we need more of the power of God in our life. We need more of intercession in our life. We need more of rising in the morning and saying, what can I do for you today, God? Because God is, is we are a warfare with the things of darkness. We, Christians, must overcome our flesh. We must get our flesh in order, overcome our flesh, and get the sin issue taken care of on a daily basis. You know, we can't, we can't be perfect because we're in the flesh. The flesh is not perfect. So it rises up. That's why we need forgiveness. That's why we need to put on the whole armor of God. That's why we need to fight against the things of uh, darkness, fight against the things that are going on in our world today. If we don't fight, we will not win the battle. We must rise to the occasion. We must remember that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We're not wimps. We're not anything that needs to back off when they all get at the water tank and start talking about their filthy things. That we're not anybody that should walk off. We're a warrior. We're a conqueror. We need to stand our ground straight and tall. And when they take the Lord's name in vain, we need to say, excuse me, you're talking about my Lord. And then they'll laugh at you and poke at you and they won't like you. But if we're persecuted, you know, we talk about the scripture talks about being persecuted for the cause of Christ. We we don't know persecution, church. We don't know persecution. And we need to understand that it's coming. Because they're against us. We are more than conquerors, church. The church of Jesus Christ needs to begin to see that we are the conquerors. 
We are not the victims. We are the power and the anointing of the Lord. But we have to live our life like that. We can't say that we're that and then go and be with them and do what they do. We have to come out from among them and separate ourselves and know they know. Don't say that to them because they they're they're weird. You know, they said that we'll become considered peculiar. Well, let's get to being peculiar, church, because we are the Lord's portion. Now, here's the scripture in Deuteronomy 32, 9 through 11. It says, for the Lord's portion is his people. And listen to this. He found us. You know, he found us. We didn't find him. He found us. And he found us in a wilderness. Well, you know, in a desert place. Well, maybe you've never been there. But I can tell you of the truth. Many of you have been there. You've been in those wilderness experiences, experiences and those desert, desert places. And, and he says he led us. You know, we're here today because he led us out of the things of the world and into himself and into being a portion of him. That's why we're here today, because he led us. And the Bible says he led us about. He instructed us. He kept us as the apple of his eye. And as the eagle stirs up his nest, this is the part that doesn't feel so good. As the eagle stirs up the nest and gets the little eagles out and makes them fly, that's what God does to us. He stirs our nest and he says, you've been laying there long enough, son. Get up. You've been laying there long enough, little girl. Let's get to work, you know. And he stirs the nest and says that the, the baby season's over. Get out and fly. And this is what we need to do today because there's been so many Christians that are just in, still in the nest after after many years. They don't know the word of God. They they pray. They say, God is good. God is great. Best you for this food. Amen. You know, or if they're Catholic, they cross themselves and think that's enough. That, those things are not enough, church. God wants our heart. He wants our being. He wants our, our mind and our spirit. That means we can't, that doesn't mean we can't do things we want to do. And that doesn't mean we can't, you know, have fun. But beyond that, we need to have a boldness and a warring spirit because the things that's coming upon our earth is the wickedness of the evil one. How did the evil ever get here like it is anyhow? We have to be a lighthouse in this world and we have to stand against the wiles and the works of the darkness because he led us. He's instructing us. He, we, he looks at us as the apple of his eye. Do you know that you're that special to God today? If we're that special to him and we're his portion, we make up the body of Christ. That's who we are. You know, the body of Christ is us and we make that up and we're the portion of our father. We look at our life perhaps sometimes and we see that the Lord is bringing us out of wilderness things. We don't even think we're in the wilderness because the enemy lulls us into a, a false wick, a false asleep. And we just go along and we go to church. We pay our tithes. We're nice. We don't curse. You know, those kinds of things. But God is looking for something whole and wholeheartedly and compassionate in the beloveds so that when we pray, he hears us, really hears us. He says, well, there's that one again hollering at me, you know. He, we got to get God's attention and he loves it. He wants us to, he wants to give us attention. He wants to be, us to be the apple of his eye and he wants us to work against the things of darkness. So, Today I'm warning the church, wake up. 
Get out of whatever it is if you're in anything that's lulling you and just moving along. You know, you can't sit on the side. You, When you're born again, you have to live the born again life. And you have to portray that life to anyone around you. I mean, you know, you do, if you get a cold, you don't go to church because you don't want to spread it. Well, Christianity it, it needs to be spread. We need to be spreading it everywhere we go. And we will not be blessed in the places that we go. But God will bless us for our, 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 our faithfulness to him. So this brings us to the warning. We have responsibilities since we have Jesus in our heart. And so there's, there's so the, the word of God talks about sin. And I think sometimes in Christianity we don't think about sin much unless we see it in others. We do, we do see it. We do see it. We know what sin is. We, we do see it, but we have to look at in the mirror and say, you know, where am I in the sin issue? What do I do that displeases God? What shall I do that will cause me to be honorable before the Father? Church, we're, we're not our own. We are bought with a price. We are bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And he has made us a different, peculiar people than the word of God. He has made us kings and priests. Are we living to there? Are we raised up to be kings and priests into the kingdom of God? So important, church. Sin brings death penalties. In the Old Testament, you know how, how the Old Testament was? If they if they desecrated the Sabbath, they could be killed. Death could be their portion. And when God gave them rules of order and things, and several times he drew the line in the sand and said, you know, this is the way it goes. We don't even understand how God hates sin, how God de- deplores our wayward ways. God deplores all that. He's looking for people that will be mindful of him and live like he wants us to live. That doesn't mean that we can't enjoy life. That doesn't mean that we can't have the the goodness of all the things that's in our world. He created our world for the beauty and that we would appreciate that life. Every time I preach that sermon on God is green, I just we have to take a, a detour and I have to go through this whole street of green. And every time I do that, I feel the power and the presence of God because it's like he's engulfing me and reminding me what he requires of me. And all, if you, if you don't, if you hear the message today and you say, well, it's not me. I don't, I don't sin. I don't know that I sin. I don't mean to sin. I don't want to sin. But listen, if you just sit down quietly and say, God, what is it in my life that you don't like? What is it in my life that you would like for me to give up? And and what can I do to bring glory in my life and give bring the power of your presence into my life? Guess what he will tell you. And if, and if you don't have any sin, then he'll start to work on you what you should do for the cause of the kingdom. God, he needs servants. He doesn't just need people that say, I'm a Christian. He needs Christians that are servants in the kingdom of God. So he brings us into the throne room. He heals us. He restores us. He forgives us and his blood covers us. And we hear the warnings in the Old Testament. Hear the word of the Lord. In the New Testament, seven times he goes further than that. And he says, hear hear what my spirit says. 
hear what my spirit says. So he's saying, I've opened the door. I knock at the door. Come in. Let's sup with me. And I want you to hear what I have to say to you. You know, but in the Old Testament, it was law. It was legal. It was you got to do this or else you're done. You're in trouble. You know, and he would forgive them and then they would go back into sin. Can you imagine that they were stood at the foot of the mountain and they heard the voice of God? Literally, they heard the voice of God. Literally, you don't hear me. They heard the voice of the Lord. Literally. And they turned to Moses and said, we'll do whatever he says, but don't let him talk to us anymore. And that's why we don't hear his audible voice. We have to be attentive to hear the quiet, still voice. The prophets tried that. They stood out and they said, let me hear you, God. And they watched for the big stormy sound. No, no, it wasn't there. They watched for several things. And finally, it was a still, small voice. That's why the church world is where it is, because it doesn't listen and it doesn't quiet down from the things of this world and and want to hear the voice of the living God. Because perpetually he is speaking to you. He is speaking. There are thoughts that go through your mind that are there by the voice of God. And if it's in and you don't have to say, well, God, is that you? Because the devil's not going to speak to you. Only he's only going to harass you. He's not going to ask you to give a word to a sister. He's not going to ask you to stop and talk to a derelict on the street. No, that's not the devil church. That's the voice of the Lord. I prayed this week and I pray pretty often that I will hear what he has to say, especially on Monday morning when I got to get ready for next Sunday. And I ask the Lord, can I hear your voice? Can I hear? And I go to devotions and I try to find what does he want me to give to the church next Sunday. We're the Lord's portion church. And God requires the same of you that he, that he requires of a leader, of a minister, of a teacher. He requires the same thing of you. And so it's not that we should just go and somebody feed us. We should find food for ourselves because he has some awesome food for you personally. You don't have to have, have the very same thing. You know, some people like a lettuce. You know, all, all they want is a lettuce salad. But what I want is a steak. Yeah. So everybody wants something different. And guess what? God can fulfill that difference. It doesn't bother him at all if you want salad or if you want steak or if you want fish or if you want crab legs. It doesn't bother him at all. He'll give you a revelation in your spirit if you will sit down before him and ask for it and then sit quiet and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. God is speaking today just as the enemy is harassing us in an awful. So we need urgent prayer for our nation. Here's a picture of our nation, and it was, it's in Deuteronomy 32, 38. If you read here in the Old Testament, I mean, it's just like it said, if you, you give the message to somebody and they don't receive it, you, you're not guilty. It's not guilt. You're not guilty. You delivered your soul to them. But if you... If you have an opportunity to talk to somebody about God and you don't do it, then 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 their ha- their life is on your hands if they don't file follow the Lord. If that that should scare us, that should glo- make us have a thought of of, uh, of you know rendition in our heart that we'd say, God, don't let me miss an opportunity. 
Instead of saying, oh, I hope they don't come near me. I don't want to talk to them today. You know, sometimes we do that. We, we see a derelict coming down the street. And and uh, that happened to me like last week. A little lady came across the street and she stood behind my car while I waited in line for my dinner. And every once in a while she would look around my car. And then every once in a while she would disappear on my mirror. I would be looking where. Where is she? What What is she up to? What does she want? You know, and it, it it was an opportunity for me. And I said to the when I got my food, I said, what, "Whatever that little lady wants, you know, give it to her." I was trying to just shed it. And the little guy that waited on me put his head out the window and said, "Miss Lady, Lady, what do you want to eat?" And she said. I'll have soup. I need soup. And and I said to him, oh, tell her she can have whatever she wants. You know, and so here's what happened. The little lady said, no, I just need soup. And she was just so weak and, and old and pitiful. And the boy said to me, why would you do that? And see, it made a testimony to him. And then I I, I got the soup and I started to pull away. Now, what the opportunity that I missed is that I should have prayed for her. Because here's what happened. She banged on my car. And and I said, okay. You know, you don't know today what, what's going on. You know, you have to trust God. And uh, I, so I stopped. I mean, I was pulled away and I stopped. And she came up to my window. And I she said, she said, God bless you. And she gave me a bread. A bread, a book of bread, you know, the bread that we have. She just stuck her, stuck her little frail hand in and said, God bless you here. And it's, it was, a, it was one of these. And I was just, <laughs> I started to repent right there. And, and then I kind of drove away, but I should have said, let me pray for you, honey. Yeah, I mean, see, they, see, we miss these opportunities because our mind isn't stayed on him. If our mind is stayed on him, then we will have more opportunities than we can ever take care of. I thought that was so interesting. I, I the Lord, the Lord is so. I'm sure he. I'm sure he laughs a lot in eternal life. So. Anyhow, this is our country, Deuteronomy 32:28. For they are a nation void of counsel; neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. For their rock is not our rock; their rock is not stationary. Their rock will not last. Their rock will fall and cave in when the time comes. Our rock is so important. We need to have a great burden for our country because God, you know, this chapter of 32 in Deuteronomy that I mentioned last week for you to read, it talks about uh, the homosexual things. It talks about those kinds of things that's coming in the end. And, And God is displeased with our nation if he's was displeased with Sodom and Gomorrah. Think how displeased he is with our nation because we are transgressing far worse than the Old Testament saints ever did. They they had their golden calves, 
but our nation is touching the creative power of God. We need urgent prayer for our nation. I know our prayer team prays, and I know that people in the church are prayer warriors. Just keep on bearing down in prayer for our nation because our nation is God's nation. It will always be God's nation. In Colossians 1.25, I don't know the time. Somebody tell me the time. 12 o'clock? Okay. This will be part two next week. Uh, I'll close with this this morning. In Colossians 1.28, it says, we preach. We, not just the pastor. We preach warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. So church I don't know if you've noticed or not, but we are kind of understaffed these days. Ever since COVID-19, we've been very understaffed. And I know that it's not the same as being the preacher in the pulpit, but we need to have a, a preaching spirit. We need to have a serving spirit. You know, if you have any time to give to the kingdom work, uh, when you, when I ask you to come and help, it, it, it's just, it's just diddly work, but it causes the kingdom to grow. It causes the word of God to go out. And we've been so shorthanded. And I pray that as as you seek the Lord and as there's awakening in our spirit, that maybe you can find a little bit of time to come and help us because we really need your help. And um, preach. Consider yourself a preacher. Dispose the word of God wherever you go. Let the word fall out. And and let the word guide you. Let the word change you. In our scrimmages, in our our, uh, problems with our family, in our problems with the people that don't get our bill money, and all those people that come against us and harass us, let us not act like the devil. Let us not act like the enemy. Let us not be gruff and mean and hateful and, and all. Oh, I know you're not that. No, huh? that's, that's just me. Let us just be sweet. Let us be sweet as honeycomb and bring pleasure to the kingdom of God. Don't give up on it. Keep up on whatever it is that you need to keep up on. But let's do it in the spirit of the Lord for the cause of the kingdom church. I love my church. I love the word of God. I, I, this week I've just been so corrected. And isn't that good? We need correction. And if we can, if we can, if we can hear correction, then we can grow. But if we don't hear it, if we just see it in other folks, it doesn't help us. But if we can receive correction of the Lord, if we can receive the nudging of the Lord, it wasn't anything bad, but I should have done that. Right. You know, this is what you need to say. I had that opportunity. God, help me see those opportunities. You you might do more on the phone with uh, talking to somebody and a prayer and an encouragement than I, than I do here. You know, because the word of God is in you. And if you share it, you know, you preach it, you know, it, you will be a, a blessing to the kingdom of God. Lord, we know the hour is late. We know, Father God, that you're coming. 
And we know, Lord, that there's a great warfare going on. And the end is very troublesome, O oh God. But, Lord, we put everything into your hands, O oh God. We, we have scrimmages with loved ones. We have scrimmages with people. But, God, let us remember who you are and let us be a witness for you, O oh God. Let our light so shine that, that others might see you in us, Lord. Father, may the pattern of the sun just emanate from within us, O oh God. And cause us to have a deeper knowledge of you, Lord. Help us to get in our study notes and get get strengthened in the power of your word, oh God. We ask these things in your holy name. I ask, Lord, that you bless your people today. Father God, that you stir the power of the Holy Ghost in our spirit, oh God. That the anointing of the presence of God would just prevail in the hearts of your people today, Lord. Raise us up as a bulwark against the darkness that comes and looms against us. For God, you are our God and you are our rock. And we depend upon you in Jesus' name. Bless the offering today, Lord, as they bring their tithes. Touch their hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.